Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome, welcome, everybody. So sorry for my tardiness. I was having some technical issues. I know it's difficult to believe. <laughs> I'm, such a, Wait, I'm so savvy. <laughs> but I was in, in, in Kentucky. In Kentucky, yes. <laughs> well, welcome, everybody. We're so happy to be here with you all on this marvelous Monday. And before we get started, let me tell you, you can find us at blogtalkusa.com. You can also find us at blogtalkradio.com forward slash blogtalkusa. And you can find us in podcast form anywhere you can download podcasts. You can download the uh, Blog Talk USA podcast. And under that banner, you can get every episode of Marvelous Monday. And we hope that you do that. And you can find Dr. McKellar's Thursday program on Roku TV. What's the, what is the channel uh, called, Dr. McKellar? I think it's just called Roku Television, and then you go to channel, click on channel, and it'll drop, your box will drop down, and it'll show a view from the top. Okay, a view from the top. On, and that's, <laughs> then you click on a view from the top, and then you got it. Awesome. Okay, a view from the top. If you want to watch on Roku TV, you can do that, follow the instructions that Dr. McKellar just gave, or you can listen to uh, KGLD Community First Radio from East Texas on any radio app, and you can do that for free. So listen to us on Thursdays as well. And I think that's it. Unless anybody else has any announcements, we'll just let Dr. McKellar take over the show. Welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, Ms. Brianna. Yeah, we'll have lots more um announcements and let's let's get our announcements out of the way and by that time maybe all the guys I could hear uh, Dr. Hagney he's always front row center ready to go so we'll do the announcements he may have some how are you doing Dr. Hagney no bless bless good bless what happened this past weekend I'll tell you at your at your church 31 oh yes 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 that that was outstanding we should have filmed that and shown it to America. It was just, <laughs> uh, yeah, they showed out. You'll you remember. <laughs> well, you know them. You know them better than yeah. I do. You've been you've been proud of all of them. You've been proud of them. I just yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, all yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. about that. 
I, I'm, I'm so very proud because let me just tell you, everybody, that COVID still exists. It is out there front row center. And I was at, I spoke at an event on um, this past, when was it, Tuesday, I believe, Tuesday or Wednesday, one of those days. And the person that sat next to me uh, was diagnosed with COVID and um and the people that sat behind me in church, let me tell you, I, I keep my, I be running, Dr. Hagney, I be running with <laughs> double mask as fast as I can. can. They want to take a picture, I take it off and put it back on immediately. <laughs> I was the only person geared up with my mask. And let oh, me tell yeah. you, it is a serious business. I went to get my, uh, my, my new uh, vaccine, and in mm-hmm. one week, Dr. Hagney and Ms. Rihanna, in one week, every vaccine that CVS had was gone. And so they oh. said, well, hopefully we will, they will get some more in uh, this week. Mm-hmm. They are vaccinating. Mm-hmm. They, they, let's see, CVS, just for mm-hmm. one announcement, CVS are the ones who have the Moderna. And then mm-hmm. uh, Wal- Walgreens are the ones who have uh, Pfizer. And they mm-hmm. are, they, those pharmacists in there are pumping those shots out like you would not believe. And that's mm-hmm. a good thing because that COVID still exists. So thank you for, for getting out there in the community, taking, the commu- taking, taking it to the community. I know the pharmacists can't take it out there, but, that, but when you drop in to see the pharmacist, you can get it while mm-hmm. you're in there. Not only, not only are they giving uh, the COVID vaccines, they're also giving the flu shots. So you can get uh, get both of those uh, at the same time if it's, if it's okay by you and your physician. And so I'm ready to get both of them at the same time. <laughs> put me in one arm and or, or put them both in the same arm. I don't care. Just uh, make sure that I get it because I do not have, let me tell you, one, another one of my friends, he said, uh, I'm having blood pressure problems, so I won't be able to come to our meeting. And so he announced to me today, well, actually, the reason why I could not come to any of the meetings that we were having there at the restaurant is because I had, he was diagnosed with COVID. And so mm-hmm. um, so anyway, yes. he said, I'm listening to you. I'm masking up from henceforth on. And I, said, and I normally, uh, I can tell you guys, I normally don't ride with anybody in my car. And so I've, I've loosened that up a little bit because some people need a ride to various and sundry places. So I'm double masked up, and I make sure they're masked up uh, while they're riding in the vehicle. So uh, Amen. It's, it's serious out there. Amen. Oh, yeah. Hey, how are you doing? Uh, is that Pastor Cooper? <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm yeah. listening. Yeah. Amen. And, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good good evening. It's great to hear your voice, and hopefully uh, Mr. Arthur will be in uh, pretty quickly. We we had a good little talk early on today, and so we want to talk. But anyways, that's all I wanted to say in regards to that. So I'll turn it over to you, Dr. Hadney, and so you can give us an updated report, and then you can wave you can you can wave the flag on and, and give my church. Uh, they're due for the great work that they did on Saturday. <laughs> so go oh, ahead. yeah, it's awesome. It's all, that was awesome. Out. You know, you know, after two, two and a half years, almost saying the same thing uh, about the one thing this virus is being consistent in uh, his growth and his development and his moving forward. And so, uh, like you say, uh, with the new, the new bivalent is out now, and so it's available now. Hope all the health departments have theirs. Uh, because I called a couple of them, they had not gotten their shipment in, 
So I hope all the health departments, and of course I know CVS and Walgreens, those guys are uh, really working. Which along that line, I was talking to someone else. Uh, you know, the role of the pharmacist is really being highlighted, highlighted with this virus. And, and so there's a discussion probably. You know, all pharmacy students, uh, they, 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 they are taught how to do um, IV, I mean, um, injections that first year. So there's a discussion. There might be a need to partner with CVS and Walgreens with them getting the vaccine. Maybe since the early discussion, get some pharmacy students to go out there in the masses and take it to the people. That was what's so impressive at church there. Those individuals see the nurses there in the, church, in, in, in the community. That was very impressive. They came in wheelchairs, all uh, you know, all mixed, but they were so excited to be there, and they all wanted to talk. <laughs> but but I, I entertained them there. But again, this virus has gone nowhere. When you look at the numbers across, we we're less than four percent fully vaccinated in this country. Who in the right mind would think this this, this pandemic, this virus is over? With? So my major concern, my emphasis inside inside the communities of color. The vaccination programs, continuing information programs, because when you look at the numbers out of it, we are suffering the harbor in the world to be death rate, uh, life is shortening, and everything is in our community, preconditions and all those. So uh, the word is into our community to keep moving forward. Uh, and I, I keep saying our black churches have been, we have those two posted up this month, and they're concerned about two next month, mainly because of the availability of the vaccine, where are we going to get it from? So it looks like next month will be strictly to a certain extent the health departments, and they're agreeing to partner with us. But we're going to, we're still, we're poor steam ahead. When news people and you see that this is over, it's not over in our community. So the gas, the mass, and the salt distancing, all those guidelines, that's where we need continuous uh, spread in our community, the education component. So uh, now the long term of uh, COVID need to, they're beginning to talk about it. Need to be looked at and need to be studied because that's going to be the, the secondary uh, complication. We've got to deal with the individual with a long-term COVID and what they're what they're experiencing, what they're dealing with, and also there's a need to sort of monitor and communicate with individuals when they are um, experiencing effects of the long-term COVID because this is going to be the other major concern and issue about this virus. But again, I would just say vaccination. Uh, keep people moving, and and it was so impressive. I think of those 31 individuals, some like a uh, uh, majority were above 65 years of age, and so that, that that's that group we have to protect. And the word I want to get out: are younger people who don't mask, don't follow all these guidelines. Think about your grandparents. Think about the other people in your family, because I think I'm getting calls about uh, youth are being wind up with grandparents who've been taking care of youth. Grandparents are dying off. There's an increasing number of youth who are, um, to a certain extent, they don't have the parents uh, anymore. So we need to look at that number. How many of the youth now are, are really, I wouldn't say they're homeless, but they lost their grandparents or they may lost one of their major caregivers through the uh, through the virus. So we, in our, in our African-American community, we need to look and identify those youth who are, are winding up without our grandparents or caregiver due to the virus. That's what we need to be focused on looking at, one of the things. Well, it's amazing you talk about that, uh, Dr. Hagney, uh, someone losing a loved one, grandparents, things like that. That that brings you to uh, September, what you call the SPAM month, uh, Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. 
because of depression and, and clinical depression and things like that. Uh, this is a, a very serious time that we're in because we've all been suffering through this for almost three years, and depression is a very real thing. And uh, I, I like a post that our friend Robert Williams posted. He said, it, uh, it, it's nothing to be ashamed of. And in the African-American community especially, uh, we do not reach out for help. And uh, mm-hmm. mental illness is one of the worst illnesses that goes undiagnosed, which is the most dangerous thing in the world. So that goes hand mm-hmm. in hand with what you're talking about. That's glad you mentioned that. Excellent point. Uh, Ms. Rihanna, were you about to say something as well? Oh, no, I'm just, uh, as always, um, the gentlemen have it covered. And uh, excellent, excellent point. And I appreciate you bringing up mental health. And, uh, Dr. Hagney, I just really appreciate everything that you do. You're, every week you are more optimistic and you are proud, and, and we're all proud of you. So thank you. Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, thank Great. Thanks for bringing that out. Thank and thanks for bringing forth, uh, Dr. Hagney, about the uh, long haulers, because I, I too hear about the issues, uh, the lung issues in particularly that our long haulers are having. Uh, problems with their lungs, problems with breathing, continuous that continuous cough that they seem not to be able uh, to get rid of. And then the weakness, I had one of my friends who I was talking about a few seconds ago uh, that, uh, that talked about the weakness. He said, listen, I'm telling people this, this COVID is no joke, and I, I don't want anybody. He says, I want no one to suffer and go through uh, this uh, disease process. And he says, I'm telling everybody. He says, as soon as I can uh, get past my two months, I will be out there getting uh, that new variant, BA4 uh, and 5. He said, I'll be out there getting my vaccine for that because I don't ever want to get it again. And this, remember this, you can get this a second time. And as a matter of fact, I, I serve right now with someone who said they have been diagnosed three different times with mm-hmm. COVID-19. So mm-hmm. it is a myth out there when you hear people say, you can, I've already had it, so I don't have to worry about it anymore, and I don't have to wear a mask and this, that, and the uh-huh. other with that uh, mm-hmm. false information. It is absolutely mm-hmm. not true. Right, Dr. Hackney? That's right. That's not true. That's not true. And, you know, there are another suggestion about our churches. Uh, I know the blessing your church have is you have the health care ministry there. And my hand go off to them again because the success this past Saturday is for the work that your health care ministry uh, inside your church. Artists and all those guys, getting the word out, getting those individuals there. They came outside of the tower coming there. So it was, your church did a fantastic job with that. But also uh, the discussion about there is a need for it. The churches don't have a wellness um, uh, yeah. ministry in there. In other words, to look at your members, check with your members, and see how they're doing. Uh, as a member, as the gentleman mentioned earlier, they went out of meeting. They're finding members that who died from uh, diabetes. They miss them. They go look at them, and people are dead. They're finding two or three people in the home that are dead. So I'm suggesting churches, if you uh, if you can start a well and just call mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. uh, call your neighbors, your deacons make it do this. Whenever whatever way you organize it in your church, if all in church would would check on their members, just call them. And look at all the sundry problems they may be experiencing, particularly if they experience some of this long-term COVID, don't know what's happening to them. Uh, so they don't have access to a physician or whatever like that. So I'm just, I'm just asking, asking the churches, if you don't have one, 
organize a wellness, you call it whatever you want to call it, but just check on your members. Call mm-hmm. them and see how they're That's doing, right. what convocation they have, and, uh, and then we can sort of get them in touch with whoever need to, you know. But don't let them be there by themselves. And as, as Pastor mentioned, the mental health and all those issues that we've seen in our youth and the entire population, we need to reach out. We need to form a big brotherhood in our community. You know, why call on and check on each other because as, as Pastor Cooper mentioned, in mental health, People are not going to mention it. They're going. They're going. You know, all we're seeing this with our youth back in the school. So let's check on our brothers. Let's call our brothers and you know form whatever uh, committee you can form in your neighborhood to call and check on people. And it would be ideal through your churches to do that. Very good, excellent. And let me share with uh, everybody that's listening out there. The name of our program is called the Diamondaires, and so we look at at the senior the very senior people as diamonds. And so we have, they have what's called the church children and the church parents. So we are assigned uh, a person uh, who is a diamond heir. That person can be housebound, not housebound, but that's that person that you do the wellness check on every single, uh, every single day throughout your, you may be assigned for entire quarter uh, as a church children to be with that church parent. And then it gets rotated, and that way you get to learn your entire membership because especially if you have a very, very large membership, you may not know every. I don't know everybody that's in my church because my church is very large, as Dr. Hagney knows. It's very large. And a lot of new people have been baptized and coming into the church, so I, I, it, it behooves us to have attend some of these events that your churches are putting on so that you can get to fellowship and know. And I know it's been difficult in the last uh, over two years that we have not been able to fellowship. And a lot of people still have not come back. They're still watch, uh, watching uh, watching on Zoom and watching on Facebook and, and whatever because they're still a little bit afraid uh, of, of COVID. But, uh, but that is the name of our program. It's called the Diamond Airs. And so that's how we do the well check. You're assigned to someone to do that well check. And you don't, it, you don't even have to just wait until your once-a-week well check. Just call them and, and drop by and, and, and drop something on their doorstep or whatever, and that's what people will normally do. They may take them a meal. They just take them a box, or, or if, if the food bank is giving away groceries, they pick up some of the fresh fruits and vegetables and, and carry it to, the, to their diamond air. And a lot of the dominators may not even be physically able to get out to church, so, so out into the community. So thank you, Dr. Hagney, for bringing uh, that forth and talking about uh, the wellness check and checking on your, your people in your, your community, in your church. That's a great service that every church should provide. Uh, uh, Pastor Cooper, you have anything to say in regards to that? No, a- absolutely. And going back to the Octopus Program, uh, we have to do all of those things at, at one time, and we have to start with the churches. Our churches are our foundation, uh, yes. not only, and we need to get back to that, not only just for uh, wellness checks, uh, mental health checks, and those things. And we do a great job, a better job, when it comes to prostate screening and all these other things that we're doing. Uh, but i like to see us do a better job when it comes to the mental, change the, uh, the stigma this idea in African-American and minority communities, uh, black and brown yes. communities, on purpose. We have, to be due, we have to do our due diligence to get the flyers out, to get the information out, and to share it. And that's what I was hinting at earlier with uh, Brother Robert Williams. This is a young man that everybody would look at and say, oh, he's got it all going on. He has it together. But yet he admitted that he needed 
uh, some, some assistance in those areas. So, uh, I mean, we have to do everything at one time. We have to do all of yes. this at one time. So, uh, yep. yes, thank you for your work again, Dr. Hagen. Thank you. Yes. Absolutely. And I'm glad you, you mentioned the prostate because this, this was our big week. Uh, this week of uh, uh, prostate awareness and making sure that people, get, men get their PSA uh, testing. Mm-hmm. And so we had a big, and when we're doing our announcements, they flash uh, on our big screen um, little points, uh, uh, awareness tips and things that men needed to do in order to take care of themselves. So thank you for, for bringing that forth as well, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Pastor, Pastor Cooper and, and Dr. Hagney. Okay. So, uh, so we, we're going to move on uh, into the other parts of our, um, our show. We, I, I was looking for, for Mr. Arthur. I just sent him a message to uh, tell him Front Row Center because what we <laughs> want to get into first is uh, we want to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about Ron DeSantis and we're going to talk about Abbott. But before we get into that, let me just quickly make an announcement that uh, on September the 30th, uh, Beto and Abbott will be doing uh, a, um, a debate, and so uh, we're going to feature, along with uh, Black Voters Matter, uh, a uh, debate watch at the uh, restaurant, uh, Case of North Delight Restaurant, uh, 403 West Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, for which this show is brought to you by Case of North Delight. And uh, and so that will we'll, we'll put out more information. We'll have a flyer that's going to be coming forth uh, pretty soon, but uh, we'll, gonna, I, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I am the precinct chair for uh, for precinct 13, which fits in the heart actually of my own community for which I serve uh, as a councilwoman. So, uh, so we're trying to make sure that people are educated and people are registered to vote and people get to the polls and vote. And then they know exactly who, who the uh, candidates are. And so we're going to feature all the candidates and let, let people know we're going to have a registration table set up because, as you know, we're how many days out from voting? Uh, Pastor Cooper, not very many left, right? Before uh, early voting on the twenty, yes, October the twenty fourth begins early voting, and so here we are, about uh, almost one month out uh, for that. Today is the nineteenth. By the way, today is the nineteenth, and let me just say happy birthday to my grandson, and uh, his name is yes, Macaulay is in the eleventh grade, and he is a student at DeSoto High School. And he moved. Uh, they moved in from. Well, let me just put it like this: DeSoto High School came out to Red Oak and recruited him to come to play for what's called the number one high school uh, in the state of Texas uh, with football. And mm-hmm. uh, three colleges have already come to look at this fellow. And so wow. I will actually, yes, uh, let's see, University of Arkansas, the Razorbacks. Uh, Alabama, and um, he's going to Rice University on tomorrow. No, not Mm. tomorrow. uh, This weekend, Rice University Mm. there in Houston. And uh, there was one other college uh, that was looking at him, and I can't remember the third one, maybe uh, University of Texas camp. Yeah, I can't. But anyways, it's interesting. I mean, these these football. What position does he play? uh, uh, that's a good question. He is a he's a second string quarterback, 
okay. and then then when he's not doing that, then um, don't ask me. But I, all I can tell you is he's always tackling somebody down. So I don't know. <laughs> he's playing both. He's playing, playing both ways. That's excellent. That's but excellent. but he yeah. But he is he is. I mean he is fast as can be. I'm going to send you. I, I, actually, I'm going to put it in the um, in our chat um, before we end uh, when we end tonight. Uh, some of his um, his plays, and I mean they cover him like he is the uh, like, old Campbell. I mean they're they're on top of him, and I'm I'm just so very proud. But today is his birthday, and so uh, so I asked him a few minutes ago uh, as we were talking, what are you going to do on your birthday? And he says, Mommy Angel, I'm going to study. And I said, that's my that's my boy. (laughs) If he's going to if he's going to rise tomorrow, yeah, that's that was good answer. (laughs) He's going to go to rise. His parents are going to Miami tomorrow because let me just share this with you quickly. Also, I got all kinds of announcements. My daughter-in-law got a company with uh, got a new position with, uh, and and everybody is familiar with these uh, people. They are. These people are no joke, and if you're into sustainable energy, uh, then you know exactly who these people are. They have a they have an office that's opened up in uh, that's in Dallas, Texas, but they're mm-hmm. headquartered from New Jersey to California. And wow. the name of the company is uh, Lee Ward, I believe. It's a very yeah Lee Lee Warden Lee Ward Energy company and they're into uh, sustainable energy and so she is going to be all over um, uh, that uh, industry where it's like heavyweight so I'm very very proud of her ability and her knowledge in the sustainable uh, area that isn't that isn't that great that's my son yes yes into solar and industry Oh, oh it, it, it's a powerful position. So, um, tell so that's, tell that's where we're forget, headed, right? Not, yeah, tell her not to forget the rural areas. <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. That's what – and, and we're, we're getting better. And, uh, you know, they were, they were trying to fight against – in Tyler, they were trying to fight against a little bit with the solar uh, in, in the city limits. And so uh, mm-hmm. one of the people mm-hmm. came, to con- uh, came to council and said uh, – I've had I have solar and I live in the heart of the South Tyler and so don't tell me that people don't have solar in Tyler because there's several of them in my neighborhood. So anywho, that's 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 that. So with that being said, let let's let's move over then and talk a little bit about what is going on in America. So we know that uh that our governor here in Texas, uh, Greg Abbott, uh, bust, uh, put people on a bus and sent them across country, and some were sent to California, some were sent to the front door of our vice president, and some were sent to Martha's Vineyard. Now, who wouldn't want to go to Martha's Vineyard, right? <laughs> so, uh, so, so, so some of the people are saying, uh, you know what, this is this is a good thing. I mean, they they lied to us. They didn't tell us correctly. So, Miss Miss Rihanna, we're going to start with you, and then we're going to talk a little bit about you know, open the doors for us and talk about uh, about how uh, these two governors, DeSantis out of Florida, and uh, and <laughs> Abbott out of Texas, how they're sending busing people across the nation. So let's talk about it. let's let's talk Turkey about that situation. Go right ahead, Miss Rihanna. You kick us off. It's really, really, really 
disgusting and upsetting what what they did. Uh, they spent their state, you know, taxpayers' money <laughs> to the tune of, you know, tens of, of millions of dollars to – and it was an elaborate political stunt. You know, I, I hate that that's what it, what it was uh, because that – to describe this as a political stunt just doesn't even remotely cut it. But they did the, that was the purpose, a political stunt uh, to have about 50 immigrant folks, uh, families and individuals, um, and they lied to them. And they told them that um, I have to – I'm trying to pull up the um, – the article I was reading mm-hmm. now. Uh, yeah. I, I forget exactly what they told them, but I'm looking for that. Well, they, they uh, but it was something along housing and jobs. Wasn't it housing? Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was something like housing a, and jobs. So. A, a lottery program or something mm-hmm. that they okay. were be able to participate in and that they were going to get to go to a really prime location in America. They would have housing, jobs. Yeah clothes, food, uh, you know, care for their children, all, everything, you know, dream come true. You were the lucky folks who get this. And they processed them. They utilized people who work with the Department of Homeland Security. So, I mean, this is a big, huge deal, what they've done. It, it's, it's highly illegal on so many levels and just wrong. Uh, they used the Department of Homeland Security, some of the employees, and process these people. And by that, I mean, uh, you know, some of them were visibly injured and ailing, and they were given no medical treatment. They were not offered medical treatment. They were given no help with translation, translators, um, nothing. They were just given this bare-bones information uh, that was false. And... um, they were given by these employees of our federal government uh, false addresses of um, random homeless shelters across the country in, in multiple cities and states across the country. Just, you know, you live at this address. You live. And, of course, when they, gave, when they gave them an address, that gave them – that puts them in the system and gives them a court date, their first court date in whatever city and state that may be where they've been given this falsified address. So, and, and let me tell you that city and state was not Martha's vineyard. <laughs> These yeah. are court dates all in various cities and states across the country, you know, that they know that these people aren't going to be able to get to. And then they, mm. um, Ron DeSantis paid a, his his personal uh, videographer that he uses uses for his own campaigns and things that he does as governor in Florida, and you know sent him along to capture the moment when these immigrants show up to uh, what what they ignorantly believe is you know the white bread capital of the world, Martha's Vineyard. It's not, as Lawrence O'Donnell pointed out. Black Americans have been vacationing and summering in Martha's Vineyard for over 100 yes. years. 
That's right. Um, it's a it's got a pretty diverse population and a rich, diverse history. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, Abbott and DeSantis were obviously thinking it's just a bunch of rich, racist, white liberals um, who pretend to be do-gooders but really don't like immigrants. So we're this is going to be really hilarious. We're going to send these human beings, some of whom walked through ten different countries to reach the destination where they could cross into our border to seek asylum. All of them are fleeing horrible conditions um, and seeking help. And they cross our border and these two governors, one of them a, a border state, you know, the other one, a governor of a state that has a, a really large uh, immigrant population, mm-hmm. um, and, and they lie to these people, give them nothing, give them no medical attention that they need, lie to them, set them up so that when they are in our system, they will miss their first court date. And then mm-hmm. without telling, notifying anyone in Martha's Vineyard, they just ship them off and mm-hmm. to various other places as well. Uh, as Dr. McKellar pointed out, but I'm just, um, I just saw the statement, the the woman who read the statement, she was so angry. And so the Martha's Vineyard uh, group is fresh on the mind, but, um, you know, just shipped them off to Martha's Vineyard, told them everything would be waiting, but not even a phone call was made to notify anyone that these folks were coming. And, and then these two, you know, sixth grade boys uh, behind the school bus with their firecrackers, you know, start laughing Mm -hmm. and and think that it's hilarious. I mean, honest to God, these people, this is the family values, you know, sanctity of life, uh, you know, God fearing, let's be a, a Christian nation Republican. And this is how they treat human beings thinking that it's just hilarious. And I just mm-hmm. fail to see. But you know what? The people of Martha's Vineyard, the woman, whew, I don't know who she was, but she was pissed. Pardon my language. She was so angry, righteously angry, when she was reading her statement addressing DeSantis and Abbott and everyone who was in on this and assuring them that, you know, let's just for a moment forget about how immoral and disgusting and depraved and cruel this was. Uh, This was also illegal. This was also extremely unethical. This was also corrupt. This was, you know, so there's going to be accountability for this. They're they're absolutely going to be investigating this and holding people accountable. And we know for a fact uh, that, these two governors are accountable because they took credit for it, because this is what it takes to be the number one top dog in the Republican Party today, this kind of crap. And so she told, uh, you know, let everybody know who was in on this, that they're going to be held accountable. And then she let the families and individuals know who showed up there at Martha's Vineyard. She told, let us know that uh, somehow the good people of Martha's Vineyard didn't miss a beat because they immediately got together the basic uh, 
care items that would be needed for, you know, got together some packages uh, of basic items, uh, put together some housing, uh, food, clothing, medical attention, you know, put together just on the fly. You know, they didn't scratch their heads and, well, who did this? Where are these people? It pushed them off on other people. No, no, no. They opened their arms to our brothers and our sisters, and they took them in and got them all of the various things that they were promised. They are working on getting, uh, you know, more permanent situations. Uh, they're working on, on, you know, expanding on what they, what they were able to do just on the fly. But uh, they immediately took these people in and gave them the things that they needed. Yeah. And they're now working uh, on, you know, a lot of them had a court date first thing this morning in, you know, San Antonio or Tacoma, Washington, you know, and they were working on trying to get as many to their court dates as possible um, on Saturday. Uh, so I don't know how many were able to make it by today, uh, but I know other court dates are tomorrow, you know, and they are still, right. they're working. They want to get as many as they can to their court dates. They're at the very least trying to call and make contact and, and you know, on their behalf and and explain the situation uh, so that these people won't be held responsible for, for the bad faith actions of these two children who did this to them, these two cruel, bully yeah. children. Yeah. And um, she told, just wanted to let everybody know that, you know, um, this is what happened. This is who took credit for it and thinks that it's just hilarious and appropriate um, and somehow uh, uh, the Christian thing to do, I guess. Um, and she wanted to let the immigrant families know that the people of Martha's Vineyard are there for them, have their back, and are extremely proud to be in the position to do so. So I Excellent. just I hope everybody knows that this happened. I hope, please, um, if you are just hearing about this, please do uh, try to find the statement that, that was read on the air about this on, I believe it was Saturday. Um, yes. She explains everything very well. So, um very good. Please do look Very into good. this. Very mm-hmm. good. Well, well, well explained. Um, so, so guys, let's look at, just look at how Abbott would send uh, the people up to the front door of, of the vice president of the United States. Uh, I don't think if there was anybody else, I, I just don't believe he would have done that. Uh, to uh, another, but he would have would not have done it to Pence, or he would not. Have, I don't even believe he would have when when um, Joe Biden was vice president. I don't believe he would have done it to Joe Biden as vice president. Uh, but but I was I <laughs> no was way. troubled. Was, yeah, I was you know, Go ahead. You know, you, Go ahead. This, uh, this, this really let you know. This really let you know we're in America. Yes, sir. I watch I watch a lot of westerns because I don't watch any other programs. <laughs> Okay. The only program I watch on TV now, the Westerns. The Westerns, okay. <laughs> I was looking at one last night and what they were doing with the Native Americans. Mm-hmm. It was just amazing. Yeah. It's amazing the yeah. similarity of American history. And, yeah. you know, and also, we also recognize, and of course, the other deal is that open arms, what are we doing? We need to look at the individual. And since they're there, what should America do? Uh, they should right. take care of them. I mean, see, yeah. see another thing. See another thing. They sort of played into uh, 
the governor's hand. The governor knew that's what was going to happen. Sure. And so they, so that really what they sending them up, folks, up there for. That's what America should do. The other deal about the where we missed the whole deal early on, think about all the jobs that people need to train in this country now, teachers, uh, health care workers, across the board, because so many of our labor mm-hmm. people have passed. We missed the opportunity mm-hmm. several years ago to set up training programs down there in South America and train mm-hmm. those individuals so when they when they arrived to America, they were certified plumbers or whatever. They were talking about the other day, yeah. electricians and plumbers making something like, I don't know, forty, fifty dollars an hour. Now those people know who who doing that work? <laughs> if we if we had our heads straight several years ago, we want to solve this problem. Look at South America and what we should have done. We should have spent millions of dollars down in those areas creating certification programs, uh, training health teachers, electricians, plumbers. And then when they cross the border, they you can always you can, they all certify. We missed that opportunity. We spent we made so we waste so many million dollars in an area that nobody check and see if, if that was the right decision. What we could have done five or six years ago is train future workers for America. We have future choice. We have workers for America. Now those individuals that are here now, what they need, which is probably going to happen, they need to put them in certified certified training programs. Train them to be plumbers, electricians. Uh, electrical people that that our work our, our labor force has shown that with this with this virus has devastated our workforce and, and we, we start all about? over. And so what we need to do is oh, set up training programs because these people will work. I'm just going to say that they'll be plumbers, they'll be electricians, they'll do all that. So train these individuals to fill these jobs that we need right here in America because we need it in healthcare. We're not going to produce enough workers to replace all the uh, people we need in America. Because uh, somebody said the other day, a lot of the working people already died of COVID. The one we saw <laughs> left was the one don't work. I'm sorry, I'm mean, sorry. Exactly. And, and I heard Mr. Arthur. No, I heard Mr. Arthur come in. But you're absolutely correct. Carry on with that, and then we'll let Mr. Arthur join in. Carry on, uh, Dr. Hagney. So, sure, you're they, 100% they hear, correct. And, you know, like in healthcare workers and all those workers, well, we don't have enough people graduating out of school to fill those boards. There are jobs all over the creation. I mentioned the construction and all its trade programs, you, you know, certification programs, six months, two months, whatever like that. You can put those people really work that's here, put them in a certification program, and then hire them immediately across America because we will not generate enough workforce to replace all the vacancies. Uh, and that's what people need to look at, the effect of COVID on our workforce. It has been devastating. And so and that that would be immediate solution. And then, of course, I hope our, our Congress out there, who should have fixed this situation 20 years ago, they need to get up off their rear end and fix the problem they haven't fixed in, since we've been a country. So I, don't know what, I don't know what Congress is saying about this, but that we all at fault. We all made the mistake. So, uh, you know, we just need to... Uh, we need to man up and, and face responsibilities and do what's best and think about the people. Mm-hmm. Okay, great, Mr. Arthur. Absolutely. Mark, you got a mile to yourself tonight, don't you? <laughs> well, I'll wait for you. <laughs> I was. I needed your help. I didn't want to come in. <laughs> so what am I, Chuck? <laughs> you, you can, you can take over now. Oh, 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 oh Mike, oh, Mike, 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 Mike,
Mike, I know you was there. Heck, I didn't hear you back there in the background. I said, I, I said oh, okay, Doc got him by himself tonight. All right. <laughs> we're polite. You're not chopping another one. You're not on. Don't talk over. No, you're not chopping up, brother. You're not on. You're not chopping up, brother. You are. You, you are prime Chevrolet. Yeah. I tell you. I tell you. I tell you. Now, uh, 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 hey, 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 Doc. But FYI, Obama and them had put those programs you're talking about. Stabilizing South America. They had put that in place. Trump ripped all that out. Yeah. He ripped all that out. He ripped it out. He just stopped the funds but going. Stopped all that stuff right. going. But I'm having to basically start over. But he didn't. It, yeah. take, it doesn't take that long to put mm-hmm. a training program together. See, uh, Biden is back in there. You can put a certification program together in two weeks. It doesn't take forever and a day to do that. Minor billion dollar we send all over the world. If you give me a million dollars, I can set up some training programs throughout South America. See, that's another thing we're missing. We're missing the linkage, our responsibilities, not only to South America, also to Africa. We're missing not the training. Now, now you're running down my street. Doc, you know, once that money gets to them, you know, to those uh, uh, quote leaders, some of them leave that. Doc, you know what would be having that money down there. The, the people don't get to well, get that's, it. That's just, well, that's just like in America. We give, that's, the, that's just like America. We give the wrong money to people in America. You know? So if you look at the people who... Yeah, speaking of wrong money, money area. area. Brett Favre. Doc, Doc, Brett Favre. Brett Favre, he's exactly what you're talking about. We're giving money in America to people that definitely don't deserve it and don't need it. Why this man getting getting $5 million of welfare money who is this? Why well, would he even want oh, it? Brett, all Brett, the money Brett, he made. Well, you know, we're giving it to the wrong person. Yeah. I want to say all Brett the money he's right made. But, but see, but look, well, I, I know that's what I'm saying. Well, one at a time, somebody can give a story. Yeah, he was able to take that Medicaid money. Who allowed him to do that? See, a problem across America. Well, 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 well I, don't know, I don't know about, I don't know what the department, whoever, it was, the government, they lied. Well, Pierre. It was welfare well, funds. It was welfare, well, welfare funds. Thing. So, see, yeah. the history in America, the wrong people wind up with the money. The point I was making, back to the training through South America and Africa, it should be people who look look like those people down there. We have missed it historically not training people in South America all the way back to Africa. And we're working on a program we call an institute. Uh, so like it's actually going to be an institute that we're going to call the West West. West Package Institute, you can train people in all across South America and all into Africa. You don't have to put that money into those leaders of those countries. That's what that just for putting money in the wrong country. Coming into America, I'm trying to get folks trained in South Dallas, Doc. I'm trying to get folks trained in South <laughs> Dallas. Well, well, well. If you give me money, I come to help you. <laughs> well, well, I'm focused. That's your problem. I'm focused on the can I jump in there I'm for sorry. a second? Can I I'm jump sorry, in for just ahead. a hot second? But no, no I'm worries. Sorry. That is exactly why 
we as African Americans need to do business with people in Africa. See, yes. the thing about it is that they want people want us, and I'm not going to use the infamous they, but there are some people that don't want to see black people doing business with Africans, and that's why yes. I had my African brother on with us the other week before last, or whenever that was mm-hmm. that he was on, to talk about mm-hmm. because this is this is a person who worked with veterans and worked in veterans affairs for years. And then now he's independent and as an independent contractor, and he was born in uh, Nigeria, came to here when he was four. If you guys remember, came to here when he was four. His father was a professor at University of Arkansas. His mother was an educator out there, and they lived there for a long time. And now he's working. One of his things, even though he's working down there at, at Camp Lejeune right now, but he lives on the East Coast, but he has a contract to help veterans everywhere to get the money that they so richly deserve. But one of his key missions is to get more African, more, more black people in this country to do business with people in Africa simply because all of these things, nobody's going to look out for you until you look out for yourself first. We got to right. learn to look out for ourselves first, and then maybe somebody else. So you don't know, my father used to say, you don't have to depend on somebody else to do something that you can do yourself. And so we're missing the mark. Yeah. Well, okay, go. We're you can dialogue on that. But go ahead, Mr. Arthur. Go ahead. Yeah, we need to, you know, we need to understand, you know, separate lines, you know, Booker Washington taught it, you know, that's what, the, you know, his, I, some of his politics I agree with, but, you know, he was he was teaching separate lines and, and, and independence and, and trying to teach people that we actually had that uh, ability to do that. And, and so, and, it, and it's still true today. As long as we, and mm-hmm. I know it sounds trite, but as long as we sitting around, like you said, waiting on, Somebody outside of ourselves to come and save ourselves, then that ain't that ain't happening. You know, no, we gotta do it. We gotta use our own stuff. Our stuff is good. Our ice is just as cold as anybody else's. So you know, there we, you need to, uh, we need well, to. Well, our stuff is fourteen million dollars. Well, more more than fourteen million. But we spent a trillion. Black people spend a trillion dollars every single year. We're the biggest consumers out there, but we're the least to have businesses and own businesses. And remember, remember Shirley. Remember Shirley. Remember. That's because that's because when we integrated, we were promised that we I, were going to hook up to the big system, uh, and we bought and, and we bought the sucker, and we went to and we and we actually became a farm team. But a big team. We went to college, okay. and okay. but the good part was, and it the never good part was, we went. No, no, no. You want to say? It was actually it still be a good thing. We went, we we went, and we went to work in these corporations and stuff. So now, and only now, we have now we have the uh, the the uh, 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 collective intelligentsia from that experience that now we can yeah. begin to build those type of. Uh, Institution that you're talking about, we know how to do yes, that sir. now in the largest yes, system. Sir. And so that's why yes, so we need that consciousness where we need to start doing that, right? You know, I so agree. I agree. I was about to say because we know that that sucker that you're talking about uh, is not as sweet as we thought it was, and we can stop yeah, looking no, at I, sucker. Yeah. 
and 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 start your own business and and start doing business with people that want your business is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but, I think and I this conversation started off with Pastor Cooper. Yeah, this conversation. Yeah, this conversation started off with us talking about Abbott and Desante and these right. guys right. busting uh, right. folks up. And uh, in, in the beginning of that conversation, Doctor Henry asked for one million dollars. All I'm saying is that there was fourteen million dollars spent on on this this busting now since he's been doing. Oh yeah, there you uh, go. Each bus costs over. Yeah, the bus costs over eighty three thousand dollars per bus, seventeen hundred dollars per person. And so this is the money that y'all are looking for. So we're not, that's not a handout. This is our money. This is taxpayers' dollars. That's right. That's been that's mis- right. misrepresented. And, and, and if Democrats, and I don't care if Democrats or Republicans, use this money to do the same thing, the Republicans are saying how wasteful that we are and how we're spending money on the wrong things. Uh, the other thing is that uh, we have a, a governor that has been uh, uh, mismanaging our funds and from the workforce I come from, from the uh, entrepreneurship field I come from, that person will be fired. Yes, sir. He used to have a show. He, yeah, he said, you're fired. He, he used to practice putting your, his hand in people's face and say, you're fired. Well, I want to fire uh, Governor Abbott, and it takes y'all's uh, 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 votes to get him fired. But I'm telling you, I, I'm verbally firing him right now because he's mismanaging our funds. And so $14 million – to, to get readers in the th- second and third grade to read, $14 million to better our school, better fund our teachers' pay. Th- this is money that's been misspent, mis- mishandled, and I have a problem with it. And we all need to have a problem with it, and we need to protest that. But, Mike. We continue to protest. But, 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 yes. But, 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 say this, though. We have, we have political, political leadership here in Texas that won't let us know nothing, Maybe, you know, Stuff happened to us, and that's when we find out it's happening. You know, you, you, even me and you on the trail, we find out when it's happening. These these folks down there, where it's, where, where it's being made happen, they don't come tell the community nothing. All we know is all of a sudden we've been so they you know, we had another battle somewhere. Yeah, let's, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they don't folks. tell us nothing. They don't tell they, they, they don't, you know, Russ Weston tell us that he voted to give Abbott the same power that that Joker. Up in Michigan, had well, that took over Flint, Michigan. He didn't tell us that he did Dallas, that. Texas, so y'all haven't been powerful for over thirty years. You need somebody else there. I don't care who it is, and I don't care. Matter of fact, we had Dr. William Barber in town, and he heard my voice, and I said, "Man, this fight would be a little bit better when we're talking about institutional racism, systematic racism." I said, "Be a whole lot easier fight if I had someone that I thought that hated me." Now we got our first African American this, our first Hispanic that. And we still have these issues in our institutions. So, again, I don't care who you are. I don't care what color your skin is. Accountability is accountability. And that's what we need to do is hold people accountable. And my, my job, your job, and our job here, because we are the news, is to hold this man accountable and continue to say it on this airway, in the streets, and on the byways, and say we want our money back, and we want it in our schools, we want it in our books, and we want it in health care. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't and, and not only that, that's perfect. And let me, I'll, let me add this little piece in there as well. I think Mr. Arthur was talking about uh, that there's no accountability for our money, what Abbott is doing. Well, we have had a, a Texas comptroller in that position for years and is not a certified public accountant. We have a novice. We have a bookkeeper that's handling millions of dollars in Texas because – 
First of all, he's not a CPA, not a certified public accountant. So why on earth would you have a person who's handling that sum of money not be a certified public accountant? And we have Miss Janet Dunning, who is running, we've had her on this show, who is running for uh, for comptroller, Texas comptroller, we need somebody who knows money and knows it well, who have worked in this position, who is experienced manager with money. And so if you have somebody that's willy-nilly that really does not know what they're supposed to be doing with our budget, but we don't get out there to vote, to vote that person out, and then therefore Abbott and everybody keeps those same people in place, there's something wrong with us if we're not getting people to the polls or making and helping them to understand that we need qualified people in, in these positions in order to take care of our country and our mm-hmm. state. Yeah, most people be grinding so much. Most people be grinding, uh, Shirley, so hard that, you know, COVID gave folks a break to wake up, actually hold their head up and look around. So that, it was like grind, grind, grind. And so a lot of people say, well, why are you voting or whatever? They, they they working two or three jobs. They got but you, crazy. But you were grinding. But you were grinding, and you kept up with what's going on in your around you. I mean, we we continue to use that very same excuse, day in and day out, year in and year out for election. Oh well, they are working nine to five. Yeah, well, that's we all work nine to five. That's that's around my time with Shirley McKellen's and, and Michael look Cooper's. At you, look at you. Right. Well, and all of us, Miss Rihanna, Dr. Hagney, Dr. all of Hagney us, we grind, but we still kept up with what is going on in our community. Because if we don't, mm-hmm. then we're in the position that we're in right now, the same position that we've still been talking about over and over and over. We're still there because mm-hmm. we're grinding. Well, I'm going to tell you like I tell, I'm telling you like I tell Coop. I'm telling you like I tell Coop right quick. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, Shirley. Uh, them people you talking about, Shirley? Them people that you just got to talking about, them your followers. I know they don't look good, but that's them. Let me give you an example of where we need to know what's going on. <clears throat> there is a president talking about the moonshot, getting rid of cancer over the years. Yeah. Most people don't realize that uh, that does not include prostate cancer. And so, and, and so, and that, and so we talk about what the society in Washington D.C. We have people there who should know and don't say anything. And also about the about the testing, PSA testing, it's still trying to get through Congress. So if you have someone celebrating the moonshot proposal for cancer in years, you're not including the number one the tra- the uh, tracking uh, for the number one, second number two killer of black males. And it's not in your not in that big bill. You're gonna spend all those billion dollars in cancer, and if you understand those cancer systems, you know you know where the money is gonna be going. It's gonna be on those those old cancer centers, and they're not going. Right. They're not funding uh, uh, the PSA test and prostate cancer, which is the number two kill, killing the black male. Now, who should know that? That should be known in Washington D.C., and that should be known by elected officials, in particular those who are black up there, need to know that that's not in that bill. So some groups talked about that the other day. So we need to sign an alarm to look at that before that's approved. Make sure prostate screening is in, in is in that bill. Because so you give that money to all those cancer institutes, they're going to use that money what they've been using before, and they're not going to screen for black males. So all, everybody we know, we have contact. We need to make sure that prostate P, a PSA screening 
is in that big moonshot bill that everybody's saying we're going to reduce cancer and other people. That sounds great. But when you look down in the detail, it's leaving us out. And that's what happens a lot of the time. We get these big statements and everything, and nobody looks in detail. And that's why we let, we let people in these areas. They need, they need to know something about health care. Same with them. Same with them. You can go right down that list, and you, I know they're looking at mental health. You can look right down the list. Those areas that are affecting minority individuals, particularly communities of color and in the groups, they're not in those ends. So when we see this money flow out and these grants and everything, it's not surprising that we're left outside of the deal. And because we're not in there from the beginning, but we're electing people up there that should know and have a voice before that's approved up there. And so that's my, from that, and so that's my, we need to elect people who understand healthcare to look at things and vote on things because you're talking about millions and millions of dollars in these cancer centers and you're not, and you, and you, you money's in there not for, uh, for a PSA screening for black male, the number two cancer killer in America. Let, 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 me, let, let me just share this with you, uh, Dr. Hagney, everybody. First of all, we, it's been very recently, very recently, that we got a couple of nurses uh, out there. We had, we had um, Eddie Bernice Johnson was the first nurse to get elected to Congress. We had a couple of physicians, and the rest of them were attorneys. You think they know anything about health care or dealt with nope. anything with health care? Nada. They dealt with with uh, government. That's what they were taught. You know what they were taught in law school. So that was their focus. You didn't have anybody up there because this bill actually was established. The uh, cancer moonshot was all the way into 26. It was it was like way long time ago when I mm-hmm. when I think I was running uh, for Congress. So. You don't have a lot of medical people that are there. You have a few clinicians there now, uh, but, you know, I, I don't know what areas they're, they're working at and if they're focusing on uh, – and I know that they're focusing on health care and getting health care, uh, obviously. That's what uh, President Obama was focusing on, on making sure that we had universal health care. So if we had universal health care, then we would cover whatever your issues were. Uh, and, and, and it's up to physicians, and it's even up to us as individual patient, persons to find out and keep up with, redo something to see what we need as, as men, when, when do we need to do that. We, it's up to Dr. Hagney and myself and any, medical, any person with the knowledge, but especially medical people, to make sure that we disseminate uh, education and awareness out there uh, to our communities so that they'll know when they go to the doctor to ask, well, I need to have a PSA test. I've gotten to be this age or that age, whatever. I have a prostate cancer in my family. Maybe I should get my PSA a little earlier than what is documented and said. So it's just so much education and so much knowledge that we need to just – and Mr. Arthur, he's in the medical profession, even though he's in education as well. Yeah, they do the PSA, about, they do the PSA in the blood, don't they? No, no, they do the, mm-hmm. the, the PSA. That's for your blood test, right? That's for your blood test now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's for your blood test now. So, so, so they don't have to see. Back in the day, they used to, have, you know, back in the day. Uh, well, I don't want to talk about it, but anyway, uh, <laughs> you know. 
And uh, that's why we we are mar- we are modern day. Uh, to draw your blood and tell you what your peers, because that's what it was really all about. Anyways, that that other thing where they were swabbing and doing all that, that didn't tell you a whole lot. That was not real effective uh, testing. But the blood is uh, now. That'll tell you exactly what your PSA numbers are. But uh, that all uh, that's all I wanted to mention is the fact that we didn't have a lot of medical people who were in Congress and in the Senate, uh, and it's getting a little. It has gotten a little better now with having some clinicians who have won seats and and hold the offices in Congress and in in the Senate. I want to be clear, Shirley. We winning. We winning, Shirley. We winning. Go ahead. I believe it. I, 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 and I agree with you 100%. And I'm going to tell you how else we're going to win. Let's go back to uh, to getting rid of Ron DeSantis and getting rid of Abbott and people who really don't care about the greater good of this country. Because as Ms. Rihanna says, who, who, would, who would put people on a bus and give them false information and send them across country and give them some MREs to, to, to have on a bus with Racist. children. We, there Racist were fascists. young Racist fascists yes, sir. would do that. Yes, sir. Racist yes, sir. fascists would do that. Yeah. Yes. Do well, that. well, I want everybody well, those, those to Those fascists are running for president. Yes, they are. That's what they're doing. They're yeah. trying to uh, uh, play to the old base that was established. Now they, they see it, but they're trying to do it without the rhetoric, but they're getting praises. I mean, they're they're, they're high fiving, and these people are enjoying it. You know, we're winning now. What about these uh, uh, city of refuges now? What about these uh, uh, cities that's going to do? You know, so so they're having the conversation. But again, I go back to mismanagement on both sides in Florida and in Texas, because there's yeah. land between San Antonio and El Paso, and it's pennies on a dollar. We can literally build a city there of hope and give these people that's looking for a way out the right tools, the right trade, the right education, and, and, and work with the ESL and all that stuff, and get them into the system. That's over $6.5 billion tax dollars out there that we are not using in the state of Texas because we have not made a way for those folks to become American citizens. The, uh, these folks that are seeking for an asylum and seeking for a better life, uh, mm-hmm. If we go back and do what we should do, we establish and win from this, benefit from this. Yep. Texas, that's a sure lot can. of land in Texas. Pastor Cooper, the reason why they have not done so is because they do not want to do so. They don't want these people in here simply because they think that they're going to, quote, unquote, become Democrats, vote the yep. Democratic uh, ticket, uh, and, uh, and sure. vote them out of office. That is yep. why. Yeah, we know that's not true. Nothing. But I'm going to tell you who's, who's getting upset and who's waking up to what is going on around them, and that's the Gen Zs and the millennials. Um, and yep. whatever else you, you, you call them, they, they're waking up. This on, and let me just tell you, on October the 4th, we'll be at Wiley College. Uh, and and uh, Abbott, excuse me, strike that. Um, Auroric will be there from 1130 to 1230 speaking to the, uh, there's going to be a, a tour, a tour, a bus tour throughout. And, and, and my bus tour is going to be the 29th of October. We're going to tour starting in Tyler, Texas, and we're going to tour throughout Senate uh, Congressional District, 
One, which is the district where I ran in, and we know now Jamar Jefferson is running, and it's 16 counties, and we're going to try our very best to make all 16 counties, like, in one day. So, so Black Voters Matter is going to be a part of that, helping us with that. Black Voters Matter is going to be a part of uh, the debate, <clears throat> uh, helping me to sponsor the, uh, the watch party for, for the debate between Abbott and uh, and um, O'Rourke. So we got to wake people up, and we got to let them know what we're working on. And then September the 30th, uh, excuse me, uh, there's going to be uh, Black Voters Matter is going to get, no, no, strike that, uh, Aurora's uh, campaign is going to give five thousand dollars to the Greek, to the fraternity or sorority who knocks on the most most doors, and the goal right. is to knock on is yes, is to knock on ten thousand doors, and whichever chapter, whichever local chapter in the D nine Divine Nine. Uh, gets mm-hmm. the most. They're the ones who's going to win the five thousand. Could be a fraternity, could be a sorority, but they're the ones who's going to get the five thousand uh, dollars for a, a prize for for knocking on the most doors. So remember well, that. Let uh, me give you better good news. You, you mentioned Wiley, okay. so why I give you a bit of good news. The the, okay. the college enrollment, the college enrollment for the last two years in colleges across America has went down. But the colleges, but the college enrollment in the black college and universities has jumped up about yeah, jumped about sixty percent. And so now, so our task, so our task was to make sure that 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 our educational funds flow toward those schools. I mean, our federal funds, so forth and so on. They have did a better job, uh, you know. Biden did, you know, so far he did okay, but we need more. Than that, you know, they're gonna get, they're gonna be, you get some of those uh, government grants for, you know, for chemistry, you know, for experiments or whatever this kind of stuff they be doing. So, you know, get well, let me let me share so, this. Yeah, our students okay. have decided that they have figured it out. Good, good. Well, well, my former international president, Dr. Glenda Glover, was the uh, headed up the HBCU. Uh, committee for uh, President Joe Biden, and so, and then let me also share this with you that Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority raised two million dollars in one day in 24 hours, and we gave funding to all of the HBCUs uh, in the country, one by one by one, to include Texas College received theirs. Uh, they received uh, fifty thousand dollars. Uh, uh, not Wiley, but oh. yeah, Wiley received fifty, and then Jarvis received ten thousand. And remember, oh. remember, and Southwestern Christian College in Terrell, Texas, received fifty. And just remember, why, uh, Jarvis Christian College is no longer Jarvis Christian College; it is Jarvis University. So, mm-hmm. and then oh, yeah, all, all right, all right, all right. Congratulations, all right. I like. I have a question. Go ahead. Where are you going to be on the Where are you going to be on the twenty Where are you going to be on the twenty ninth of October? Twenty ninth of October. She she we she, she been off. You, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. She's going to be off. We're going to be in Jefferson, Texas. We we're going to be in Jefferson, Texas, north north of Marshall, with a COVID uh, event on that Saturday. Now, we're gonna also, be on, we're gonna be on our bus tour. We're going to sixteen counties. Remember, I just announced that. That's our bus tour. 
is the 29th of October. That's during early voting, and we'll start in Tyler, Texas. We're going to decorate our vehicles at 09 o'clock right there in the restaurant parking lot, and the Black and we, Voters Matter bus. So, so uh, Dr. Hagney, you have to let us know where you're going to be. Oh, and we next, be my next, come question, around that. next question, I'd like to have flyers on the bus. So let me, yeah, let, me yeah. mention, let me mention why we, I'm saying that. We've been working in the area you were talking about, even in Tyler. We didn't have anybody from Texas College to come over to the event Saturday. We've been one of the complaints in that, East, in that Marshall area over there, getting the colleges involved in community health programs. And so in that tour, they want to see those great to go through, but it's going to be the first time a lot of those people have seen the students. Uh, you need to be over there tomorrow, Dr. Hagney. Tomorrow is National mm-hmm. Voter Registration Day, and, and we'll, be, we'll, be at, we'll be at can Texas we College from print? 10, 10 until. Go ahead. Can we have somebody print enough flyers, uh, PSA flyers, so the students can help pass those out with their voting deal? When is, you mean tomorrow? Well, whenever you get when you're on your tour, because those fourteen counties you're covering up, E Carl well sixteen, well E cover E cover fourteen of those counties. And they probably you mean Ed, have the Ed Cox? Is that you talking about Ed Cox? Right. right. Okay. So you're crossing well, that, counties. Maybe you can get them. Maybe you can get them to yeah. print. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, because you're, you're that, you know that's that's gonna be important. Uh, for that, and also it's important you, for the students. If you present to that to me, if you wait, let me just tell you. If you present that to me in the form of a a proposal, putting the flyer together, and then present it to me as to how many you want, I'll present that to Black Voters Matter, and then they may be able to. I may be able to in, incorporate that information because we are going to have. Uh, we're going to have vote. Well, it would be too late. Uh-huh. Voter registration. Uh, let me finish, okay. let me finish. Well, voter registration will be over. However, we're going to have we're going to have uh, vaccines being given uh, out there uh, uh, during that time. The, the night of the debate, we're going to have the mm-hmm. health department set up a little table, and then during that day that we get ready to kick off, we're going to have uh, we're going to have them out there to do vaccines for anybody that needs a vaccine. Okay. So, because of the fact that we're going to be doing vaccines. Then we can throw that uh, flyer in there. If you, like I said, you send it to me, I'll present it to okay. them in my budget, in the budget okay. that I'm okay. putting together okay. for them. We'll work on that. All right. Perfect. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Who's gonna be on the buses? Who's gonna be on the buses? Who, who's anybody, gonna be riding the buses? Everybody, how many buses? Everybody, We're gonna have the two baby buses because. I did not get it submitted in time to get the big, big bus because the, where are the big buses? They're focusing on the Democrats who are running for Senate senator in the big states. So the bus is going to be in Georgia. The big buses are going to be in the big states that they have, like like uh, the governor in, in Georgia and, and wherever else that we have governors that are running. We know that we have uh, Senator Warnock that we're trying to get get reelected, and so there's maybe a couple others that are running for uh, for governor. And so, mm-hmm. excuse me, I'm sorry, for uh, uh, Senate. So 
we're going to have the small buses. I'm going to be in my vehicle. And uh, so there will be there will be others. I won't, I'm not going to be on the bus, but you can. But the two baby buses will be there. They told me today that's what they'll send, the two baby buses is what they call them, and uh, because the big buses are, uh, are going to be no, elsewhere. No, we say baby bus. Then we say baby bus. We talking about sh- the, the, the little short bus back in school? Exactly. Or yes, 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 uh-huh. yes. Let's send two of those. And then, of course, for anybody that, because we're going to be decorating the cars at 09 o'clock that morning, and then we're going to pull out at 10 uh, and, and head through. And, and we started, we actually started out when I was running, we started out in Wiley, at Wiley College. I introduced Sheila Jackson Lee and the other uh, c- congressional lady that morning. And then we left there, and we went to Upshur County and all back down up in there, all covered all the counties. And then we ended up at Texas College. Uh, Sheila Jackson, they spoke uh, to all the students uh, that evening. And then Jamie Harrison was here, and and Jamie says that he's going to – unfortunately, he can't come because he'll be in Georgia – uh, is what he told us today, and uh, Virgie Rollins is going to be. They got her. Does everybody know who Virgie Rollins is? No, I know no. that. You I told know. Tell me about it okay. today. Yeah. Okay. Virgie Rollins. Everybody has been on the DNC for twenty some years. She's a black female out of Michigan. And uh, she's been on the National Democratic National Convention uh, Party for 27 years, 23, of course, to be exact. Long time, long time. We've been friends a long time. And I tried to get her down here, uh, Carl uh, Davis and myself, and she said it's just it's just no way because they have her in so many places. But she holds a very powerful position on the DNC, works uh, hand-in-hand there with Jamie uh, Harrison. At the time that Jamie came and stomped for me, he was the assistant um, uh, to, to the DNC. And now, as you know, he is the chair. So uh, so it's a little bit harder to get him. And then we were going to try to get Miss Lottie um, from out of uh, – Arkansas, but anyways, whether we get somebody that's nationally known or not. What about Tasha? What about Tasha? You, you, you asked about Tasha. You are, ask about Tasha. Tasha. Tasha is going to Tasha is going to be in in Georgia, and and so I asked I asked about Tasha and asked about Cliff, and so oh. both of them are going to be in Georgia. But there may be some there will be some other people that's coming from the Black Voters Matter. Obviously, we're going to have the bus drivers, and and there will be some other people who will be in charge of the buses. So I don't know who that may not be name recognition like Cliff and Tasha Brown. Let me talk to him. I think I can get Tasha. I think I can get Tasha down. We need to get Tasha. Tasha. Tasha was here. Um, she was here. Um, the first. Let me see. We had we had the big bus and Tasha came and Cliff came. Uh, Cliff came the very first time that I had them here, and then Tasha came the second time with the big, big bus, and we were out at Rose Stadium, uh, Earl Campbell Field, and uh, that was the big football game that was going on during the course of that day on a Saturday, and we registered a lot of people. We gave away a lot of of Mm. supplies, uh, caps and T-shirts and all that. It was really, really a great day uh, to have them, and that bus was loaded with people. It was a big bus. So that was a great thing. So I know that if they well, if they were available, that we would have them come. They would be here. I want to, but as, long as, they, as long as they send that bus, the bus. Go ahead, Mr. Hey, 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 I just want to say that, and you tell me if I'm wrong or not, though. Uh, 
but I've seen a, I've seen a big, I think I feel a big change down in that area over the last few years. Is that is that is that accurate, or is that just me oh, describing all that? No, absolutely, and thank you for the work that you and many others have done here in East Texas, and uh, and uh, Pastor Cooper and all how we ring the bell, the importance of uh, of East Texas and all the millions of votes that we have down here that they cannot continue to overlook, and that's why we have not won statewide seats is because we continue to overlook uh, East Texas. Because so goes Texas, so goes to know, and you're absolutely correct, not you. But but it's taken a minute. It's taken a minute for Washington D.C., Jamie Harrison, all of them, and and we thank him for coming down because they recognize after screaming to the top of our voices that if you continue to overlook East Texas, you're never going to win a statewide seat in Texas. You're just not going to happen. Well, see, that little so, speech you gave in Austin that day is still ringing, ain't it? It's still ringing. Yes, they sir. <laughs> and, uh, yes, they did. But but not only that, that very same speech has been given many times in Washington, D.C., at the Congressional uh, Black Caucus. But it took them a few minutes. to Right, Miss Rihanna? I don't know if we lost Miss Rihanna or not, but she's she's been right there in Washington D.C. She knows that very same speech that's been preached out there, in at the Congressional Black Caucus. She knows. Yeah. Okay. Well, we All right. And I and I believe you're right. I, I believe you're right. I believe we are we are winning. Well, we know we we had another hurricane to hit, right? What was it, Sienna? Is that is that the right name? Sienna hit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Think so. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about what went on today in the world. Mm-hmm. So we know that, uh, and the reason why I want to talk a little bit about that is because is because um, <clears throat> we know that that people are saying that that Queen after reigning for 70 years, uh, could have done a little something. I'm going to turn it over to you guys and, and, and tell me what your thoughts are. Go ahead, anybody. Well, Go ahead, anybody. I, 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 was telling, I, I was telling somebody about the first time I didn't cry at a funeral, I was 11. My, it, it was one of my aunties that, you know, she just wasn't a favorite, I guess. So I ain't going to it. But anyway, when it came time for the crying, wasn't nobody crying. <clears throat> and so that's the first time I remember being at a funeral where I didn't cry. Now I kind of got a deja vu today again. I'm going, wow! I don't feel like crying for this lady, you know, because she still <laughs> got a whole bunch of bad stuff going on right now, as we speak. Remember I told you about they came over and bombed the Falklands that time because they wanted to identify Argentina because they wanted to get away from the British crown. They came over and dropped some bombs on them. So I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. You know, that the whole monarchy thing, you know, again, that's part of that that's part of that global control thing. So, you know, you know, we all know it. So I'm just saying it's just kinda of hard to for me to that you know, and I know they loved it and all that stuff, but it's some bad stuff behind that stuff. Okay. <laughs> you want to dialogue more well, on what that bad what you're looking at that bad stuff as? Well, even the way they came in power. Even when they came in, yeah. I actually took the tour, okay. uh, and where they getting ready to take her body, uh, they're not the original family. Uh, her family killed out 
other siblings, uh, cousins across the you know the pond there, uh, across the water yeah, there, Germans. and took over. Huh? Yeah, Germans. Yeah, Germans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, so they weren't even. That, that's not the king and queen of England right there. Uh, so I mean, this, this is how they live. And then I, I saw some video where they were talking about all the people that was under their rule in Africa. I mean, it, I mean, it was not just in the Bahamas and other places like that. I mean, it's like forty-eight different areas of territories that broke free mm-hmm. from their their their, their wrist and and, and grip. You know, so I mean, it, it's hard to cry for something. First of all, that, that that's cold, stoic, and out of touch. It's still happening. Okay. It's still happening. <laughs> well, well, I, I talked to a few uh, of the uh, Gen Zs, and and so they said, well, we want um, the young fella to come on in office. We the old people have been there long enough, and uh, the son has been there long enough, and. Um, and uh, not only that, they looked at uh, the manner in which uh, Meghan and uh, Harry uh, have been treated. Now, what's interesting mm-hmm. to me, what's, what's really interesting to me, and that we got three military people on here, right? That would be uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Arthur, uh, Dr. Hagney, and myself. <clears throat> if we have served this country in uniform, and we served with valor. We can wear our uniform if we want to attend uh, a specific event, right? Mm-hmm. So right. for for a family member to be to be said that a family member just because he decided that he didn't want to be a part. The, the difference in America is that our families allow us to make decisions of how we want to live our careers, right, and live our lives. And there's, we don't have a dictatorship. So, so what are your feelings about the fact that they said that Harry could not put on his military uniform simply because he decided that he, would not, he did not want to be a part of that minor, minor, minority? Well, what, so, they said was, what they said was they couldn't come to the party because right. – um, because because it was for only the working royals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why they told me to Yeah. Yeah. There's something going on that's, that's inside what, that whole the whole group against <laughs> against him. That's you're gonna probably hear more about that after this is over and everything about their discussion about stripping them stripping their titles because they moved to America and all that. Well, that just goes to show the truth of the whole situation, uh, who they, you know, the whole system there. But I would say outside what we need to look at, we talked about African business. <clears throat> what right. we need to do and what we need to do is look and see, they, like you say, they come work with all those assets when they leave there. What we as, as people of color need to look and see where we need to regather and regroup the relationship with Africa, uh, you know, they all not only mention all the things they raped that took out of Africa and into Europe and everything else. Think about all that gold and everything. But we is what we as uh, internationally, the world is a world situation now. We need to start developing how we can develop black businesses with Africa, universities, healthcare systems, and, and fill in that void that occurred uh, with that with that with that group. But if it continues in the future, we don't correct that. Another 20 years, we'll be talking about the same thing. 
what, but in another right. 20 years, we developed a business relationship with Africa and work with them uh, in your passage educational program, we can forget about them. That And that's what we need to do. Let that be a lesson to us, what we did not do for our continued relationship with Africa, developing businesses, education, health care, and all that. And we should look at Dr. that and see that's what we went on. Like it ain't because we wasn't trying. Like it ain't because we wasn't trying. I I remember, I remember clearly when it was foreboding for black folks to do business with folks in Africa. It was forbidden. It was was on the apartheid period. How long? How long? How long? Well, I know, but all that got broke up. All that got broke up. What around the '90s when it really got broke 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 all the way down, probably in the '90s. So, so we talking about so what we about twenty some years. We just, so what have we, we done? Well, it's a lot of folks. It's a lot of folks doing a lot of stuff. We just need to do more. It's well, a lot of folks more. doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I know Africans. I know Africans that I know Africans over here that you know that do you know they're doing the you know the cross cross business thing. Uh, but again, it comes down to this. It comes down to like banking. It comes down to controlling the funds where you can actually set those lines up. Because because the way it is now, we have to go through, you know, other folks' channels. Now the technology is making it easier now, so mm-hmm. you know I, I think you're gonna see a lot more progress. You you gotta understand, you know, folks don't you know stuff don't change overnight. It changes mm-hmm. over here a little bit, it changes over there a little mm-hmm. bit, and then mm-hmm. and then you know if you're keeping up with it, you can see it changing. But if you just mm-hmm. if you're just going, you know, you, you know, so I'm saying take the broader view. There's a lot of stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more truth come out about about our actual reality because we've been lied to a lot, brother. So once mm-hmm. all that, you know, so once that comes out, you know, uh, and and that's why white folks are so scared because you know mm-hmm. they was raised to believe that they were, uh, you know, they were the majority in the world. They were the and smartest. We, we, and we still support that. And we still support that. I the group to no, watch. No, well, some people group to watch if they if a group well the group to watch if they self a banking system is the Hispanic population. Yes. Once the once the Hispanic population set up their banking system, watch yep. that. They already have one, Doc. Doc, they already have one. Doc, they already have one. When it grow, when it grow, and when yeah, it yeah, it's called when cash. It's, it's called twenty million dollars. Yeah,大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大家大
And, uh, you know, and, and so, you know, so I knew about that. So, you know, I laid pipe. I did all that. And, and you mm-hmm. know, of course, we had, you had the, you had those different type of classes in school, that, you know, that you take. Uh, and so when we got to the 80s, and I just want to remind you, Remember when they remember when Jesse Jackson got into it with Vicente Fox? He was just telling, uh, you know, Hispanics they just doing jobs that blacks don't want to do, and then Jesse went over and you know charged him up about it, and that and, and that's the moment when they started taking those 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 avenues to get into those types of uh, uh, jobs and things. They they moved those out of our community. They took them out. They took it out. They took the direction out. And when you and when you do that, when you just take it out, you don't talk to nobody. You just take it out. They didn't announce it. They just took mm-hmm. it out. And as once they took it out, they replaced they they replaced it with cheap labor, and that's what it was about that particular time. Mm-hmm. It was about cheap labor, straight up. And so and so they used them people, and they just pushed us aside and said, well, you know, uh, you know, y'all don't want to do them jobs, you know. And, and, and I'm just saying, you know, it ain't it, it ain't we just woke up one morning and said, you know, that labor's not cheap anymore though. That lady's not cheap anymore. They're, they're making sixty-five dollars uh-huh, yeah, a yard now. No, it's not exactly. Yeah, it's not you learn. See, they, exactly. that's what I'm just saying. They learn since they're the only one working. The whole yeah. American system. The right you, you you increase the price. You increase the price. They're in the plan. That's what we feel. They're, they're, you they can't have a job they, they have a plan. They have in Southeast Texas. They have a plan. They have a plan. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, another little another right, ten years. Watch. Hmm. One at a time. Uh, Pastor Cooper, go ahead. I, I was just saying that not only that, they're getting into the chemical plants, and they have, you remember, like uh, Halliburton and Brown and Root and all that, those companies, uh, mm-hmm. or, or these small companies going into these plants and contract workers. Well, mm-hmm. they're now the managers without even, uh, 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 they have a TIN number. Uh, they're they're mm-hmm. not even certified citizens, and, and they're running mm-hmm. the plant, and you can't right. get in the plant if you're not in that. In, in, in that ethnicity. I mean, mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. That it's for, and, 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 and here's another thing. And here's another thing that you have to consider. And you can look at the OSHA. You can look at the OSHA data. Uh, when the Spanish came in and took over those fields, what happened was they had a, and they probably still do, they have a rash of, 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 of workplace deaths and stuff like that because those employers just be misusing them. Like well, that. see, another thing, you about, know, they don't use the, you know, safety equipment, so forth and so on. That's another, another mistake we make. We trust, we trust America data across the board. America data feeds you what they want to feed you, and we're seeing that mm-hmm. right now. That's why we're talking about developing a data research center in healthcare in East Texas to track all, our own data. All the healthcare data in America is inaccurate. Because who reporting that data? So, so by you uh, uh, looking at data, what you all of them put together, uh, they look at that data, look at all the things that happen. Say, nobody trusts the data that somebody else putting together. We have to start putting <laughs> our own data together. Right. Well, I don't know where we get all this trust that they knew what they were doing across they were across the fence in education, healthcare, jobs, and guidelines, and all this running government. That's our fault, and we trust America's no, data. That's our fault. And that's, and that's what we see with COVID. The classic example is with COVID, tracking and trusting somebody else's data. Thank God CDC mm-hmm. recognized that they need to change that data. And all, all those government agencies up there need to change all that data. So the Department of Health and all of them. They need to change their no. data because their data is, is not accurate. 
That's why we need to. Okay. We need to. We need to. We need to. Tell, and I tell folks, I, I tell, hey, look, y'all need to quit helping me. Just stop. stop, stop. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want that. You don't want that help, right? <laughs> I don't want. Wait, no, I want so to see how far I get. Let me see how far I can get oh. without you helping me. Before I forget, I want to mention there is a young lady that's the CEO of uh, of the Dallas Mavericks. She was on one of the that's programs right. last night. I, I tell you, you know, uh, she, uh, she's in your hometown and uh, she's in Dallas. She's the uh, mm-hmm. CEO of the Mavericks, and just to hear her talk and talk about her life and her experiences and everything, it was it was very impressive. She was very impressive, and she's a young yeah, lady that needs. Tap into the Dallas, I mean, into the Texas system. She has a lot to tell, a lot of partnership, a lot of information. For him to pull her in there to this, as being the CEO of the Mavericks, I don't know if she, I don't know if she's about in there in Dallas what they're saying about her. They know about it and everything. I'm expecting you know, a lot of great speak, work. She, she, she speaker, yeah, she's speaker at a lot of organizations around here in Dallas. So yeah, we're very familiar with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm impressed with her. Well, I want to. I want to. I'm not satisfied with uh, with with Mr. Arthur's uh, statement a few minutes ago. I'm just I'm just going to make a note to, to this, and then we can go back to where we need to go back to. But I'm back on the the uh, Prince and Princes of Sussex. Now that that Sunday night event, that that big big event, the reception of the century, right? That was at Buckingham Palace. We all, when we were all stationed overseas, we went to all these castles and oh, went to yeah. see Buckingham uh-huh. Palace and all that. But that was hosted by Harry's father. 500 people attended. It was not just the working people. It was every president and prime minister and every royal, everybody, all these people, these dignitaries that showed up at this funeral today was at that reception on Sunday evening, except Harry and Meghan. Now I'm done. Yeah. Only the work. Yeah, it's amazing too. That well, that was. Well, I'm sorry, Megan. Yes, it is. It's always an issue when it comes to people of color. Uh, there's always controversy when it comes to us. It's just like uh, now everybody's upset about the black Little Mermaid that Disney's putting out there. Little Mermaid's not uh, black, yeah. and I mean. You, yeah, you, you mermaid can't be black. Whenever it's something of color, yeah, little mermaid's not black. There's no way it's little mermaid. What color's a catfish? Well, nothing. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> nothing was ever black. Yeah, no, no, nothing was ever black because everything was played by white men at one time. Right. Go, I told one right. guy that he got that's mad at him. I said Shakespeare. You go all the way back. They had men. It was, it was so bad. Men were acting like women in, in the plays. I mean, so. What are we yeah. doing here? What, what, what are we saying? And, and the same group right. of folks that talked about that other guy that was president are now saying the same thing now. Oh, there's nothing wrong with the queen. The queen didn't do anything to Megan. Megan just had his bad attitude. Oh, I don't understand why uh-huh. we have to have a black little mermaid. They want no black James Bond either. Remember that? Remember they want no black yeah, James right. Bond? Yep. That's right. That's you know, right. James Bond can't be black. Black Superman. Can't have black Superman. You know, I didn't yeah. even know Othello was white and or was black until like five years after I read it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was my own slackerness, though. Hey, 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 One thing they brought you look at one. I guess that's when they start that stuff, you know, because black folk we sensitive about movies, right? Because one reason I don't go look at a whole bunch of movies because the black people always get killed first. 
or they always uh-huh. get kicked out for the movies <laughs> over. You know, and Othello, and Othello, and Othello started all that. They kid, look, Shakespeare kissed him off a long time ago. That's right. He was OG. <laughs> well, whether 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 we accept what happened today, it was uh, it was a Macbethian uh, uh, tragedy in some way, uh, but it was it was history. It was. Uh, uh, we uh, we as Americans we we love to see uh, what goes on on the other side of the world, and the other side of the world loves to see what's going on on this side of the world. So I watched it because it, it was uh, history unveiling, and and we see all the things and all the pomp and circumstance. And I, this lady planned this all out before she left here, so she knew exactly. And they've been working at this, I understand, for years. Because they knew eventually uh, she would leave this place, and um, mm-hmm. so it was quite interesting. Uh, I to heard a call was made many years ago. Hey, 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 yes, sir. Hey, 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 yes, that call sir. Was made yes, many sir. years ago. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hey, you know, you know, you know, you know how online is right. Uh, you know, so they put it. They 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 put up this uh uh, 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 uh you know setup where where you know the queen or she went on to heaven right. So you know she's outside Peter's gate. And then so she's back to back line. She's like, I ain't supposed to be in the back. I'm the queen. I'm the queen. <laughs> this was <laughs> <a good> prank. <laughs> okay, terrible. Queen owned it. 
Yep. Yes, sir. Yep, and that's just the one I'm looking at. Ain't that how many in the back? Yeah, the blue. Well, well, I, well we <laughs> and we and we understand that they have a vault with nothing but gold yep. blocks of blocks of gold. Yep, it's solid. Hey, shirt. I couldn't yep, live. Sure, I couldn't live around that much opulence. <laughs> I don't think I could. I don't think I could stand up. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. You yeah, learn how to live with yourself and stand up, my uh, brother. Trust him that much. Yeah, there yeah, you go. learn. You <laughs> learn. He's saying yeah. learn. I'll learn. learn pretty quick. You learn. <laughs> you learn. Yes. Matter of fact, I, I heard Louise say something about Prince. She said when they were friends in the twenties, Prince was an incredible cook, and and he really watched his diet back then. He said, but when they were in the thirties. She went over and visit Prince, and he had incredible cook cook for them. You'll learn mm-hmm. how to enjoy. Right. Ah, yeah. I mean, you mean say one day I learn how to? Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh yeah, you will. <laughs> they probably have to help me you in learn. and help me out. Say, hey, I can't, I oh, can't yeah. stand it. But I don't know yeah. if you guys yeah, know this. Like, oh. I'm, 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 go ahead. Finish. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. But you remember what Oprah said one time, and Vince Young should have listened to this. Uh, she said, don't get so big, and she's a billionaire. Don't get so big that you can't uh, sign your check. Don't have your, your uh, rubber stamp. Right. Sign every mm-hmm. check. Sign every check. So many people get so big and so lazy. They don't know how. Mm-hmm. That's I, true. Hey, Mike, that's a basic yeah. uh, story. And that's a basic thing I used to tell all my 7th, at the 7th, 8th grade that I taught, 6th, 7th, 8th grade. I tell them, I say, don't ever get so big that you can't open your own mail and sign your own check. Yes, sir. When you get that big, that's when people come in and rip you off. And you look around, you know, you ain't got no money. You know what I mean? So, uh, I, yeah. I, I run churches. I run nonprofits. I run uh, multi-billion-dollar companies. I'm the president uh, uh, of an association that's five states large, has billions of dollars at my fingertips. And as each seat, I don't care if it was small or large, I don't care if I started or inherited, I made mm-hmm. sure that if I had to sign, I signed. No one signed for it. That's it. That's it. You got There you go. Great point. Great point. Yeah. Well, listen, let me tell yeah, you guys that. Yeah, but I said, when it's for the queen, though, you know, you, you, before we let her go, before we let her go, you know, I will okay. say that I will say this about her, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I, you know, she had type personality where you wasn't sitting around hating her. That's about all, that's about all I can say. Yeah, because she, <laughs> she wasn't doing anything. Yeah. You, you forgot she was there. She, 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 what do yeah, you call it? Yeah, you forgot she was there. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the Pope we have right now. You don't know if he's there. Now, at least do something yeah. with word, yeah. uh, <laughs> radical. You know, growing up in the rural south. Yeah, growing up in the rural south. Well, we one thing about it, we, 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 we knew Mother Teresa was around, right? Did we know she was there? Right. We knew, we knew that woman was working, right? Did you hear me say we knew Amen. that woman that woman was working? And that so let's woman. end this show. Let, that, let's end this show by Mr. Arthur wanted to have a special uh, topic, and that topic was uh, and is. Um, go ahead, Mr. Arthur. I'll let you introduce the topic. Wait, 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 did, you, did you look at the article? Did you get a chance to look at it? I, but I didn't see it. 
Yes, I don't know where you sent it Which to. Which one? You sent me everything. You sent me a lot of stuff. Which one are you going to talk about? I was looking at, about the last I was looking one. at our group. The last one. The last one. Like, but anyway, but, but basically topic, what the, man. You know how many articles I receive a day? Exactly. Go ahead and give us the topic. You know, I've talked about a lot of times on this show about the fact that we're in a political moment where the political parties are realigning. And oh, the Democrats, yeah. the Democrats want, want the sisters. The Republicans, they don't want all the brothers. They just want about 30%, you know, the brothers, yeah. right? And so, and, but both of them, what they have in common is that they want to break up the block. Together, you know, us together, you know, because even now, like I say, in, in the, the past two years, you know, when they say that, they don't say black vote no more. They say women, they say black women vote. And that and, and that language in itself is, is like, you know, yeah. Device, you know, kind of pissing you off. Now, Roll of Martin, he did a thing on it, uh, you know, where, you know, they, they charged him up about, you know, ask the Democratic Party, why y'all, because y'all know the Republican Party have a whole program aimed at doing that, and y'all not responding. And so right. the issue is, and so what I'm saying, and so our thing is that, you know, and, and my thing is that, Mike, you know, we can't wait on the Democratic Party to respond. We're going to have to respond. Right. So you're right. Again, and I know you had, you know, you're saying the problem's name is not, not the problem's name is being not there. I can imagine being not there. Again, to me, I, I want to keep saying until after November 8th we're winning, and then I want to go back and address some things. But I will talk on this topic a little bit uh, tonight, but I'm going to stay in a shallow end because we need to vote. We need all the votes. But if you look at the votes in, in Atlanta, Georgia right now with Senator Warren, he, he's winning. And he has the mm-hmm. poll show he's winning. But then you have Stacey Abrams, the poll show, and she's behind. And, and right. uh-huh, yeah. you're speaking to, it, 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 it's the reason because of it. Uh, exactly. I, I was at a family dinner. Yeah, I, I was at a family dinner in an organization, and I had uh, uh, an educator, a nurse, matter of fact. Y'all would love her. Uh, and she went back and got a bachelor's so she can be a charged nurse and and ended up being in administration, got a master's, and she can run a hospital. Mm-hmm. Very, I, I love the nurses. Absolutely. And so she's thank retired. You, and, uh, amen. And normally I'm hiding. I'm sitting in the corner. But when folks heard the interview that I had with Dallas Morning News and the guy said, well, that's the guy right there that has a plan for Texas, and nothing gets better, we're going to vote for him, we're going to push him forward. But my point is this is that they said he just doesn't have the money to expose his plan to everyone. My mother-in-law saw this article that made it to the Orange Leader in Orange, Texas, that they stole or borrowed from Dallas Morning News. She said, well, mm-hmm. since you have a plan, why isn't Senator Ronick saying anything about pro, pro-life and, and these abortion issues and things like that? I say, I know what you're saying. I know what you're hinting at uh, because she's Methodist and, and she's pro-life, but she's a Democrat. But at the same time, mm-hmm. she wants uh, political leaders to speak up. The reason why we are pro for life, but not just life in the womb, but also in, in, mm-hmm. in the streets and in prisons and, and in the mm-hmm. classrooms and things like that. So that and, when and against the death penalty. Babies, right, right. And when our, when our babies are 16 years of age, black men don't want their daughters, I don't care if they're pastors or priests, they don't want their daughters to uh, uh, have an abortion. They, they they don't want them to be shamed, but they, they also don't have the money to, to, to assist for any of the other things, for education or uh, the, or the daughters to run away, all these kind of things. 
But she said, he didn't say anything about it. I said, what, do you, what would you have him to say? I said, if he's rah-rah and, 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 and do what you want him to do, I say, yeah, I'm pro-life. I'm against abortion, blah, 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 blah. And I said, but what about rape and incest? She said, well, they need to take the morning after pill or they need to do this. I say, see, and that's what you cannot say when we're trying right. to lead a society and a people and, and, and make sure that we have these choices and these things on the table. I said, because you are a private citizen, you don't need to lead people towards the promised land. You can just randomly say things, and, and you don't realize how hurtful you are during that time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so she said, what? I thought you would say, so you the, you the, what I know, because I'm not a nomination, but she knows me as Baptist. She said, you're the Baptist conservative pastor. I said, yeah, and there's a lot of us, and we call swing voters. Mm-hmm. I said, because of what you're talking about, and, and, and black women have been singled out, and, and black men have been left behind, and they are powerful voting blockers, what Arthur's talking about there. And, okay. and, and because of the rhetoric that goes along in the Democratic Party, they feel left out in, in, in the voting secretly in, in the Republican Party. Mm. Yeah, and if you, I mean, you know, when you leave your baby alone, you know what could happen. Right. <laughs> right. And then, okay. so this is all a tough conversation that, again, I would like to talk about a little bit later on because I want to keep saying we're winning, and I want to encourage people to vote. Uh, th- these are conversations where you almost have to be one-on-one, uh, two-on-one, or three-on-one because right. they have questions, and, and you have to have the dialogue. Maybe we, uh, we can set up a this channel and uh, on, on Dr. Shirley McKellen's uh, show on the, and, mm-hmm. and have Q&A mm-hmm. and see what mm-hmm. the people are thinking so that we can get them back engaged and so we're not That's sending right. mixed messages and confusing mm-hmm. them. That's the last yeah. thing we need to do right now because we need uh-huh. a governor for yeah. all the people. I don't care if he's Democrat or Republican. Mm-hmm. And, hey, Mike, as we leave, and I was at a meeting today, and and I yeah if you're trying to talk to somebody okay we talk about a contract but they haven't read it and you but they got opinions so that's you know, kind of like all the time so, so, you talking about my life so it's kind of like a living contract uh, yeah. yeah so that's kind of like yeah. so, so so we got to understand that that's who we working with a lot of time with that and so we got to figure out how right. to get through that and set up uh, you know so set up communication where we can yeah where we can get to that we are the Martin Luther King. We, we we are the Sojourner's Truce. We are those people right mm-hmm. now, and so we continue to tap into their spirits. And uh, you know, uh, yeah. the Bible says that they have gone before sure. us, and they're a cloud of witnesses. And so we have to tap mm-hmm. into their spirit that they're cheering us. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure, look here. Look here. Look here. These were three. Look here, Shirley, And these were three women. These were three women. I I I just want you to see the room. These were three women. Uh, I was giving my report. They all of them interrupted me. And then in the middle of it, they told me I was interrupting them. So I had to explain to them, I haven't finished my report. Okay. You know, so I'm saying, you know, a lot of times folks talk to you. But that's who we're working with is all I'm trying to tell you. you know, and they wear pain and all that. But they're not, mm-hmm. but they're not you know, they're not narrow. Mm-hmm. They're not focused like that. You know what I mean? They got, you know, and so, and so well, that's what we're dealing with. Maybe it's interrupting them. <laughs> well, yeah. They, yeah, and I just, yeah, I know, I, I know, I know, and I had to explain to them that hey, I, I said, wait a minute, I said, y'all, all y'all interrupted me. I have to finish my report. <laughs> oh, okay, we sorry. 
<laughs> well, I'm going to come on. I'm going to come on, y'all. You know, really, that's what we're doing. Hey, hey, Mike, but I know that. Did you ever see? But those are my followers. I know that. I know no that. You know, but those we, my followers. We, we can't let society and media to divide and conquer us. We can't be separated. We can't right. separate the black men from the black that's women. Right. We cannot do that. One, one thing that's I love it. is when Dr. Shirley McKellar came to our uh, uh, banquet. And we were unapologetically on purpose looking for a female speaker this year. We really were. And, uh-huh. and I said, I said well, why would I look across the pond when I got someone in my own backyard? And uh-huh. so I, I saw her even before she, she spoke. But what was more amazing than that is that she was the woman of the hour, taking pictures, posing left and right. And at the uh-huh. end of the day, she, she said, I want my first gentleman to come over here and take a picture with me. And, and, they, and she and her pastor and, and her lover of many years uh, took a picture together. So there was no separation. There was no division, even though she was the person of the hour. And why she's not, I have a problem with it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I have a problem with the title. I love Viola Davis, and I love what they try to do with this movie. But uh, uh, to call a, a movie the woman king when the woman is, 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 is a woman, she's the queen. So I mean I hear what we're doing I see what we're trying to do but these are but now let me just say this though now, now you know there was yeah. really a woman queen a, a, a king I, like that in, in Africa it, it really well, that's I, not I fictional it. that way it, it actually was I, one. I get it but but a woman oh, is still so, a queen no. my point again is, is, is that we cannot let society's rhetoric or anything. Listen, yeah. Deborah was not supposed to be the judge, but she stepped up to the plate because Barack didn't do what he was supposed to do. So my yeah. point has nothing to do with the fact that that people are not doing what they're supposed to do. My point is that we cannot allow history to repeat itself, and that's what they're trying that's to right. do is make queens kings, and king and queens need a king. And so and that's mm-hmm. what they're doing with our that's government, it. and that's no. what they're doing no. with our society. Well, and that's yeah, that's yeah. Why. Check that. Oh, 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 okay, look at that. Then to that end, I will say this though. I, I was looking at, uh, you know, when the Queen stuff started, uh, Jonathan Capehart. He was interviewing this guy, you know, that interviewed the Queen, da da. And so he was on show, and then so, and it really, and and I ain't know what to think, but anyway, he goes, this, okay, we looking at TV, and he goes, he goes, yeah, you, it's my Prince Charles. Right, to yeah, you know, now he's you know he's risen to the kingship. You know, I got to admit, I had a crush on him. I'm going. Oh, I like, I like, I like, to say, I like to say two, I like to say two things. I agree with Pastor Cuckoo who said about biblically about the male leading out. But number two, if we if you understand one thing in American history from the white male. He always knew that he could control a black female. See, that's mm-hmm. the point. Hey, now. Hey, that's sure you got something to say about that? I, 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 yes, I do. <laughs> that's I, 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 I mean, that's I, right there, but I, 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 I cannot say that. cannot be controlled. If you think well, I, I can't ask, let, 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 let me, 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 well, no, let me use let, let me use another American let, let let's use another American terminology. You know, you know, forget about the word control. Okay. If you look if you look at American history, was there allowed in American history in the elevation of black male and female? There's no worry about controlling. It is the black male that the system is concerned about? 
they would elevate anyone in any position. They would support anybody in any position other than a black male. That is the history of America. I agree. And I we, agree with that. And, and we, and yeah, we, that's if right. we forget, if we, that, if we forget, that's why that, elevate Doc in the military today. Doc, you're in the military. You know, it's called a conquer syndrome. Conquer oh, syndrome. Yeah. When you go to war and take over man, another man country, you know, you kill out the men, you impregnate their women. That's just the, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just what they think. They think like that, and, and so of course, of course, they're not going to try to help those black male get no opportunity to compete against him. You know, right? You know, they even kill that. the pregnant woman that. that that's with that's child, not the male. If she, yeah. if they're pregnant, another, and I studied that, they, if, and that's even biblical. Yeah, the, the word of God tells them because when you got the evil seed that you have to get rid of, even the seed that's inside the womb. So mm-hmm. that was the exact tact- tactic from my point is that we can't allow that in America. We have to fight it off. We fight it off through educating our black men. We fight it off through right. uh, informing, go back to church. It goes back to the church mm-hmm. again. Dr. Haggard said, to church. and I try not to say it, you got to bring it back to the church and teach in Ephesians 5. Uh, uh, husband, okay. love your wife as Christ loves the that's church. That's it, that's uh, it, that's lo- Love it. your wives like you love yourself. And then you have to submit yeah. one to the other. And that's the point I was bringing that's up it. with Dr. McKellar. As she submitted herself back, she was raised up to the height of the podium that night. But she then came back down to, to Grace and, and said, hold on. I took a, I've taken a picture with every man in here, but I'm not taking a picture of my first gentleman. And so all I'm saying, that, so that doesn't mean that, that that lowers her position. The only thing it does is that that's order and it has to be set. And so I have to be, and we have to be de- deliberate and on purpose about the words that we choose. And I'm glad that Dr. Uh, Hagner backed up when Dr. McKellar asked him about control and words. So we just have to be careful about the dialogue so we don't yeah. lose the Gen X's and the echo uh, generation, all these younger folks. Because now no one is talking about finding a husband and a wife. Everybody's saying, I'm looking for a baby daddy, and I want him to pay you yeah, for it on time. That's all yeah, that's saying. Yeah. So the, all of it starts mm-hmm. back with that. So, so again, I don't care if Woman King was a real scenario. Don't bring it to me in 21st century. Let's say, hey, this is what went down, but this is how it should go. Well, like say, yeah, well. Excellent, excellent point. Excellent. Okay, guys, look what time it is. I mean, you guys were riled up tonight, especially at the end. Boy, I'm telling you the truth, Miss Rihanna. They woke up, didn't they? That's right. <laughs> so, so we, but let me tell you what. It is incumbent upon the men to stay in their position, and that's our leaders, uh, that's guiding and directors. But we walking hand in hand because that because that head cannot turn without the neck. With that being right. said, I'm going to turn it over to Miss Rihanna. Because <laughs> I think I'm going to do right there. <laughs> right. Good night. Okay. It's a great show. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much, guys. Good night. Amazing Good night. show. Thank you so much. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night Arthur. All right. One day when the glory comes. It will be out, it will be out, oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be
hands to the heavens, no man, no weapon. Formed against, yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, the spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch. We gon' run with it now. Never look back. We done gone hundreds of miles from dark roads, heroes to become a hero. Facing the league of justice. His power was the people. Enemy is lethal. A king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego. The biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day when the glory comes It will be ours Good night, everybody. See you next Monday.